15. As has just been said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Okay, let's take a look at this in the Passion Translation. For again, the scripture says, the scriptures say, if only today you would listen to his voice, don't make him angry by hardening your hearts as you did in the wilderness rebellion. The same people who were delivered from bondage and brought out of Egypt by Moses were the ones who heard and still rebelled. They grieved God for 40 years by sinning in their unbelief until they dropped dead in the desert. So God swore an oath that, he would, that they would never enter into his calming place of rest, all because they disobeyed him. It is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. Now, if you look at the NIV, verse 19 says, So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. And then in the, the Aramaic translation, which is my preferred favorite translation, is in Hebrews 3, looking it up right now, 3.15 says, um, verse 19 says, we see that they cannot enter because of not believing. So the question that I presented at the beginning is, is what is the gate that you enter into the rest with, and here's what it says in verse Hebrews 4.1, therefore fear, otherwise when rising to enter his oasis of the royal proclamation, some men will be found that are lingering more than entering. If you know that a door goes to a place that you wanna go to, you'll go through that door. But if you are unconvinced, you will not go through that door you will linger. In the scripture, this is called unbelief or, because faith is an act. When you believe a thing, it's an action. It's not a feeling you have. Faith isn't a feeling, it's an action. It's something that you act upon. So the question was, is how do you enter? What is the gate of entering into the rest? Well, it is to believe, to believe. So on the seventh day, God rested. Why did he rest? Because he was done. So we have been brought into this oasis rest, as it says in Aramaic. We now have been brought into this oasis rest. So how, what would keep you out of the oasis rest? Well, not believing. There's something still that I've got to do. Jamin, don't tell people there's nothing they have to do. They'll just sin. No, they won't. They won't just sin. They will be righteous because God has made them righteous. If you keep them outside of that rest... What are they doing outside of the rest? They're working. What are they working at? Their own righteousness. Well, you're not supposed to be working at your own righteousness. Yeah, but I got I to gotta prove to God that I love him. He knows that you love him. He is wanting, what is, you know, I like, I like, um, I like how um, some, somebody once, once said, how do you honor a chef? Eating his food. I just want to honor God. Eat his food. <laughs> That honors him. He's given you rest. Enter it. That honors him. Yeah, but there's got to be something else I got to do, Jamin. There's got to be something. There's something somewhere. God needs me. I'm supposed to pray more, aren't I? I think it's prayer. Is it prayer? What is the church missing right now? That's what I need to know. Tell me, what does the church need more than anything right now? Well, I'll tell you what it needs to do. It needs to cease from its own works, for sure. Because that, you're never going to get anywhere if you're working to please God when the son of his beloved is pleasing to him and we've been brought in through his blood and his life. His life is now our life. His blood is now our blood. 
We're co-mingled together with Christ. Live in that. That's a good start. <laughs> well, I think we need to fast more. I think we need to we need to definitely be praying more. And I will tell you one thing, nobody's teaching the Bible in church anymore. Well, I'd agree. A lot many people do teach the Bible, but you gotta believe I would rather you just believe the Bible, even if it's just one scripture, let alone even teach it. People give people a lot of words and there's not really for anything for them to grab onto as far as faith is concerned. Yes. They, well, I don't even, I don't, I ignore the chapters and verses. I just read it. It's not. Well, let's read it then. Verse 2. Mm -hmm. For we also were brought the news, even just like them, but they were never enriched because those that heard the word, it was not being blended with faith by those that heard it. We are those that believe. We enter to the oasis. Just as he said, just like I swore in my anger that none will enter my oasis. For behold... The deeds of God are from the beginning of the world. What? <laughs> There's a mystery for you. The deeds of God are from the beginning of the world. When did he do his deeds? At the beginning of the world. Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You are complete in him. Wow. <laughs> you are complete in him. You're not complete by your works. That's the soul trying to come to some conclusion to the whole matter. You can't figure it out. What's the scripture say about the soul? It is, it is foolishness, the, the, the things of the spirit. It cannot be comprehended by the soul. So what God has invited us into is Sabbath rest. He's invited us in, and what does it say? We enter into the oasis. And that's what the scripture calls it, oasis. So this is the oasis rest of God. So now we can cease from, so what kind of things are outside of the rest? You know, there are other things that are outside of the rest, your own um, mind trying to grapple with things. So God reminds us from time to time about this stuff. He's reminding us, come into my rest, come in. Don't, don't linger outside. There's a lot of busy work going on out there. Don't linger out there, come into the rest. Yeah, but someone's got to do this. Well, we'll do it in the rest. Do it in the rest instead of apart from it. It's your positioning. Positioned in him, positioned in rest, not in works. You don't, there's not both. You know, so what's the gate into the rest? You Believing it. <laughs> believing what? That God's deeds are from the beginning of the world. He's established it. He's established it. Nothing's a surprise to him. He's established the whole thing. Well, what about all the death? And it? It's temporal. Everything is temporal. Everything is temporal. Like, even your skin is temporary. You have all new skin in just a few days. Everything's temporary. <laughs> yeah, of going in. Yeah. Well, 
Just as he said about the Sabbath, God was resting on the seventh day from all his deeds. Here again, he said, they will ever, never enter my oasis. So there's a negative example here so us, for us to understand. But therefore, a place has existed that each man enters it. Therefore, a place exists that each man enters it. Because those that were brought news earlier never entered by never responding. Have you ever seen that? I have many times. The word goes... The reason that people don't respond is they don't believe. Okay? You respond when um, you believe you're having an interaction with something that is of value. But if it is something not of value, you don't respond to it because you don't see a value in responding. But when you see something of that you believe in, <laughs> you know, like you're on the, you know, auction site. Oh, definitely want that. Bid, bid, right? You see something of value. You're responding to something you believe has a value that you want. Responding to the rest is the same thing. I see that this rest is valuable. I'm responding. I'm coming into the rest. I'm ceasing from my own works. How do I do that? I'm just acknowledging Christ. I'm acknowledging him. I'm seeing him. I'm ca causing my soul, all the activity that goes on. A lot of the activity that we get caught up in is self-made activity. Okay? You had a choice at the beginning whether you wanted that level of activity and you got into it, okay? Because you felt like you had to. But you don't always have to get involved in everything. Just remember that. There's some people that can't ever say no. <laughs> they want people to be pleased with them. So they always say yes to everything. And the next thing you know, there's a million things that everybody's doing because everybody wants everybody to be happy with them. So they all say yes to each other. And the next thing you know, we're all too busy. <laughs> because you didn't have to do all of those things. Okay, that's a natural thing, but we're talking about a spiritual thing. But I'm showing you as an example of a natural thing. So look at this. When is the rest? Today, you see that in verse 7. Joshua talked about another day. Verse 9, he, created this, he raised the Sabbath, he emphasized the Sabbath. For that one, verse 10, which enters to his oasis also has rest from his service, just like God rested from his own. Therefore, be prompt entering to his oasis. Be prompt, prompt to it. Verse 11, that none will fall in the likeness of those that never responded. For all the word of God, it is living and active, sharpened, better than a hunting knife of two mouths. It enters unto the separation of the soul and the spirit wind and of the muscle, and of the marrow, and of the bone, and judges the ideas and the ruminations of the heart. So now we see that Yeshua, Jesus the Word, separates the soul and the spirit, the muscle, right? So we have, you know, the, the marrow has to do with the, with the record. The memory, okay, is in the marrow. And of the bone, so the muscle, so then you have the, you have the, um, the movement to and fro, okay? So how are you moving? You're moving in the spirit, okay? So how you move in the spirit, it's divided, 
okay, by by Yeshua, by Jesus. It's divided, okay? So now there's a discernment between what is in the soul realm and what is in the spiritual realm. You're able to divide, and how do you divide? Not with your intellect, but by Christ. Christ divides it himself as a person. And if you just say, I divide by Christ, I accept Christ in to divide this, what is the spirit and what is the soul, it becomes evident, okay? Therefore was nothing concealed of the early creation, but everything was naked and revealed before his eyes that we grant him a reply. So again, there's nothing that you can hide and there's nothing that can kind of be absorbed into. So like sometimes people like to hide by, um, uh, by looking like the things around them. They kind of go in and they become like a chameleon. So wherever they are, they look like that thing, okay? Well, guess, guess where you learn that from? The soul. That's what the soul does. You don't want to be, you don't want to stand out, so you kind of morph into wherever you are. So when you're moving in the spirit and your, active, your activity is in the spiritual realm, your soul is like, I'd like to be a part of that. So it pretends as well to be spiritual when it's not spiritual. And usually you find the soul will not enter through the gate of rest because it has to leave its activity behind and souls don't like to leave their activity behind and this is where meditative prayer comes in and it's different than just blank out meditation a blank out meditation is not a great meditation because you just blanked out you're in christ you're not in nothing you're not a buddhist you're not coming into nothing the buddhists screwed that up okay you're coming, you're coming into the revelation of Christ, but you as a spirit being are bringing your soul and your body into subjection to the knowledge of God. And you can do this through activity, a spiritual activity that we like to call quiet prayer. And many people have done this. You can see, I think it was maybe Jacob, one of, one of, the, one of, the, um, one of, our, of our fathers in the faith in, in Genesis. What does it say? He went out into the field to meditate. What is he meditating on? He's meditating on the Lord. He's meditating on Yeshua. I mean, he is. Yeshua is the word of Yahweh, right? So he is the word, and he is, and the name itself means Yahweh saves. So he's meditating on him, and that's what he's doing. He's praying. And so this is a practice that is ancient practice, to be quiet. But what are you meditating on? So again, it's kind of like people say, you can't say meditate. That... So I, I put it this way. I said, well, what if I were to say, let's pray? And you're Hindu. So now you're going to pray to your gods, and I'm going to pray to Yahweh, to, to the real God, right? Well, you don't tell people, don't tell people to pray. People are praying to false gods. Well, the same with meditating. People are meditating on nothing and opening themselves up to weird things. Well, I know. That's why you don't do that. But meditating in itself is to be quiet to come into the rest of the spirit because you can be quiet. Why? Because Christ has taken care of it. He's completed the work in you. You're meditating on things above. The Bible says to relocate yourself mentally. <laughs> it says this in Colossians, relocate yourself mentally, Colossians 3.1. You're doing something when you're relocating yourself mentally. Your mind is now going from beneath to above. Can you live there? I would say, yes, you can. And I think those are the examples that we see in the scripture. You've got people like Joseph. He's organizing all of Egypt. And yet there he is interpreting dreams, 
moving in the spirit of wisdom to discern when his brothers come to him, whether his, his brothers are okay now and they've repented. He's able to see using the spirit of wisdom. You know, so now we have a man who has great responsibility and yet continues in the spirit. You don't have to activate in the soul. People say, oh, when I get like this, I have to, I've watched different people. I'm just telling you, I won't give you names, but I've watched people and I see the level of responsibility they operate at and they're in the spirit. They're not handling it in the soul. People don't understand how they can even do it. And I'm like, I, I can see it. It's spiritual. They're moving in the spirit. They're allowing the spirit of God to move through them as they have higher and higher and higher levels, what the soul would consider responsibility. But what they're doing is they're operating in the realm of the spirit. They can actually do many things at the same time. Why is that? Well, they're not even doing it. They're doing it because we have this interaction with time in God that is completely different than we think. We think that time is linear. Time is not linear at all. <laughs> but you don't access time in a fallen state. You don't access, because you don't access fallen time. Time doesn't work unless you work it, you know? So we can, in the spirit, act, activate and move in the realm of time in Christ, where time works, we work with time. Because I wouldn't say that time is like your servant. Time is not a servant. Time is, is a being like any of the other created beings, but time is has been made to help man, not hurt man. So how we interact with time is important. Don't speak bad about time. Time is here to help you, right? So what I do is I always engage the Father and I ask him to work with time, to help me work with time so that the things that need to be done get done. And, and this is the realm that we live in. So if you've ever done this for a while, then you forget and you separate out. You're like, wait, wait where, where am I? How did I do all this? And you're like, oh, that's right. I'm in the spirit. Don't, don't forget to stay. You know, when you're doing things in God and, and time, you're having time miracles, you know, like plants or, you know, like there was one, and I think we're having this here too. Um, there was one prayer room. I remember when we were first learning about this, um, it was um, uh, Johnson. Benny Johnson, um, Bill Johnson's wife, and she had a, a prayer room and they would always pray in this room like every day, all day. And they had flowers in this room that flowered 365 days a year. They never didn't flower. And um, because of the atmosphere they had created there. But see, that's also a time miracle. The, 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 the flowers are just responding to the sons of God. And they're just saying, we're flowering all the time. This is great. You know what I'm saying? So, so what's the season? Flowering season. When is it? Every day. But what about under the sun? Well, under the sun, it's not every day. But you're not under the sun anymore. You're not. Now, you may think you are, but you're not right about that. <laughs> you're, you've been raised with Christ. You've been seated together with him in heavenly places. You are no longer under the sun. Now, if you want to pretend and be ruled under the sun, the sun will oblige you. And you can be ruled by the sun if you'd like to, but you don't have to be. You can live outside of time. You can live outside of space too. Okay, this is way beyond what I was going to talk about, but it is interesting thoughts and we can talk about it later. For the word of God is living and active, sharpened, better. So what happens is, is the world is dull. The spirit is sharp. Okay. The world is dull. It's dull. It's, it doesn't determine anything. Everything kind of congeals together into a big sloppy mess 
of sinfulness. <laughs> they don't know which sin is which, right? They're all over the place. That's the world system. The world doesn't, it's ruled by a lower realm. And, and you know, even when I say the world system, you got to remember there, there are many people that have never maybe given their heart to the Lord yet or going to church, and they actually can and do move into a, a, a heavenly place from time to time or a spiritual kind of activation and not even realize it. Why? Because God loves everybody. It's not like, oh, you didn't say the prayer, so you're not getting... Oh, no, they get it too. And if you have eyes to see, you can see it. You can see people operating in the kingdom realm, but there's a lot of hit and miss going on because they can't see yet. Because the light has come. So when we declare the kingdom of heaven to the world, that's what we're declaring. Light has come. See who you really are. See what you've really been made to be. Operate out of the kingdom of heaven and not from a lower realm, but from heaven, from where... God reigns. You've been brought with him. You don't have to sit there and, and work the ground until your hands are all worn out. And you're, you know, I mean, and I'm not talking about in the natural. I'm talking about in the spiritual. So a lot of, there's a lot of people that work with their hands. I understand. I get it. But, but I'm talking about in the, in the spiritual realm where you're worn out. Your life comes from Christ, not from the works of your hands. Your life comes from him. Your energy, okay, we say energy. We say anointing or we say power, the power of God, the energy of God, the energy, because energy, I think, is a, is a more modern word because we we talk about, you know, electric cars and nuclear power plants and coal power plants. And what do they all produce? Energy. There's energy drinks, there's power drinks, there's caffeinated drinks. And what is it giving you? Energy. I need more energy so I can play video games for 24 hours a day you know like people want their energy drinks their power right they even have power in the word they have the word energy they also have the word power so our power our energy doesn't come from this realm the natural realm it comes from the higher realm it comes from christ himself that's why it says the word of god is living active and we know the word of god is a person it's Jesus. So when we say, I receive the life of God in me, I receive God's power, his energy. He energizes us. He gives us life. Jesus said, this was very controversial, just warning you, eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> That's what he said. For my flesh is food and my blood is drink indeed. It is the life of God in us. It is his life. What's it set us free from? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Whatever bound you. If you would just say, I receive the life of God. I receive the, the, the energy of heaven into my body, into my mind. Maybe it's your mind giving you a hard time. I receive the energy of God into my mind to bring my mind into subjection to the knowledge of God. I receive it not by effort, by faith. I say it, I believe it, I receive it by faith. I have no physical evidence. I'm talking about spiritual things. There are no, there's zero physical evidence of spiritual things, everybody. You may see something afterwards. You see the result of the spirit in the physical, but to activate that spiritual realm, you step into that realm by faith. 
you step into rest by faith. It's not your works that are complete. It's his work that's complete. And guess where it's complete? Whoop-bam! Right here, right in you. You are complete in him. This is why you can rest. That's the reason why you can rest. Because he's completed you. But there's something else I got to do. There's nothing else you have to do to be complete. He finishes. He's the author, right? He's the author and finisher of our faith, right? So people say, I don't know if I have enough faith. You don't. Just get God's faith. He gave it to you as a gift. <laughs> he gave you the faith that you need to believe in him. Come on. He gave you the faith that you need to believe. He gave it to you already. Just say, I receive it. If you feel like you don't have it, your feelings are completely wrong. Just receive it. Just say, thank you for the faith to believe in the faith. <laughs> what do you need? Faith to believe in the faith. You have it. Again, what we're dealing with at this point is reception. To be a receiver. To be a receiver of the goodness of God. To be a receiver of the grace of God. To be a receiver of the rest of the Spirit. The rest of Him. It's about reception. Leave behind forever the idea that you had to work something up to get God to look at you to say you're approved. Don't take this scripture here even that I just read. Well, they didn't believe. I got to get to work. No. Believing is a reception piece, not a works piece. Resign in yourself that the work is finished. Cease from your own activity. That's a nice one. I'm telling you what not to do. <laughs> don't, don't get so active and, and leave behind these religious ideas of what spiritual activity is. Take care of people. Be kind. Give. Be generous. Do the things, and you'll see people that are, quote, in the world doing this all day. That's Christ right there. You can look at them and say, that's Christ operating through you. What you've done. People are like, well, where's Jesus? I'm like, he's right there next to you. Look at what you're doing. You didn't come up with that from you. That's from him. You're listening to him. See how simple it is? It's not hard. It's simple. It's simple, simple, simple. So there's many people out there that are doing the works when, remember what Jesus said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. That's about as simple as it gets right there. When you find the least and you find someone doing it, they're doing it to Jesus. Now, again, what did I say earlier? They may not see that yet because the light isn't there. They just think they're being nice. They are. Being nice is, is God-like. They just don't see that as Christ yet. They might just say, well, I'm doing the right thing because socially and culturally this is what I should do. But in reality, in their heart, they're being moved by the Lord to do these things. So what we do as sons of God is we remind people of who he is and what he's done in them. Not to leave. He's not an energy force, okay? It's not the force, Luke, okay? He's not an energy. He's not, he is, remember, this is a very important aspect. And this is one that they always... You always can catch him if you, if, you, if, you, if you hear this. You were created in his image and his likeness. Do you have a personality? Well, guess where you got that from? Your father in heaven. The angels were not like us. We're different. 
the fallen angels don't like it. And that's why in their doctrines, they always make sure they include, you're not like God, but you are like God. You were created in his image and his likeness. So just remember that you are just like your dad. And he rests so you can rest. He's showing you how to do it. Rest from your work. Okay. And, but the other side of it, he did work for six days, so he does work. So that's a, that's an aspect. But what, how do we work? We work in him. And that's why time can do things. We can do things. Okay. But I just wanted to remind us today of the rest of the spirit, how to stay in that rest, to be aware of, you know, the world is always busy, but do you have to connect with that busyness? No. In your own mind, it's a swirly mess of thoughts and different things. But the word of God, living, active, sharp and better than a hunting knife of two mouths, so two-edged sword or hunting knife is the original, enters to the separation of the soul and the spirit, of the muscle, of the marrow, of the bone, and judges the ideas and ruminations of the heart. Okay, Now I want you to look at this. I can find it here. Yep. First Corinthians two. First Corinthians two, verse one, my brothers, when I came next to you, I brought news to you of the secrets of God, not with numerous speeches, not even with wisdom among you. I judged my soul that I knew just about nothing except the things of Jesus, the Messiah, even him is crucified. I feared much and I had nervous trembling next to you. My words and my heralding was not by convincing words of wisdom, but by the manifestation of the spirit wind and of power. And your faith would not be by the wisdom of the children of men, but by the power of God. That's interesting, huh? This is the Apostle Paul. He's just saying that. What did he come to bring? News of the secrets of God. And he said, not with numerous speeches, but how did he do it? He wasn't trying to convince them with words of wisdom, but by manifestation. I know a guy, I, don't, I can't say this on the broadcast, but anyway, I'll tell you later. But uh, there's examples of this where people are bringing, because, you know, when you, when you go and, you know, in our circles, we do, you know, gifts of the spirit, gifts of healing, working of miracles. That's your introduction to Jesus. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Jesus. Be healed. Be set free. Miracle. Work. Sign. Something is happening. It's your introduction to Jesus. That's the way you do it. Teachers teach, explain mysteries, but they also operate out of demonstration, not just out of the wisdom of this world. Okay? So again, this is what we're saying here with the rest. Entering into the rest is an activation point, not just an idea. It's something you enter into. 
It's something that you operate in. And what does it say? Your faith would not be in the wisdom of the children of men, but the power of God. You've had these experiences with God. People like look at you like, you know, how did how come you believe? Well, I've been there. I've I've been to these places. I've seen these things. I've had these experiences in God. These are real. They're not just an idea I had. I actually encountered. I've had many encounters throughout my life. Um, it's a part of my life. It's not just because I read more books. People want to know what books you read. I didn't read a book. I met a person. <laughs> and you can meet the same person. But here's the thing about us. When I um, want to get up and go into the kitchen, <laughs> I have a desire to get up and I can see myself going into the kitchen, then I get up and go into the kitchen. I have an intention first. That intention is a movement in the spirit. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go into the kitchen, right? And then by faith, I act on that intention. But it always starts here, a movement of the heart towards a thing, a movement of your heart towards the Lord. That's how this begins. You, you don't just like throw things on people and say, oh, do this, 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 and this. There's something stirring within your spirit, something that has been started by the Lord that is just churning, you know? And you're having something happen here, right? And what's happening is, is the Lord is saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> you know, what am I hearing? He's telling me to wake up. Why? And then I'm like, and then all of a sudden you start to wake up and your eyes start to open and you start to look and you're like, whoa. And you start to see Jesus. And you're like, I see him. And then your your soul is almost like, well, this is nothing like I thought, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is totally different, you know, but it's him. But it's not just an idea of him. It's actually him. And so these encounters that we have with him are so important. And this encounter that we have with the rest of God is so good. It's good. That's all I do is I just tell you things that I've had. This is like a restaurant review. <laughs> this is the spiritual restaurant review that I do every week. So um, <laughs> this is a good one. So uh, I've been, yeah, I've been to this restaurant. It's excellent. <laughs> this food is great, you know. It's a totally up to you whether you decide to get in your car and drive down to that restaurant. But I will tell you about the restaurant because I have eaten there. So the rest is a really good place to be in because I'm in him and he's in me. I am not separated from the Lord. I do not have to ever do anything. So what do I do now that, okay, a practical here. So what do I do now that I know that I'm never separated from God? What do I do when my mind starts going off into another direction? I do something referred to as recollect. <laughs> Even the word will make me recollect. What do I recollect on? Recollect means to remember. What do I remember? I remember where I am. I'm fully enclosed in him. You know, even in the scriptures and Psalms, it talks about being under the shadow of his wing. He's like a, like a hen gathering all the little chicks together, right? And so where am I? I'm completely covered in him. There's nothing about me that is not covered by the Lord. So I'm in him and he's in me, in my body, my physical body. 
the spirit of the Lord lives in my physical body. Okay? Not not just, it's not the spirit, it's the body. So when you say, well, the body's not important, apparently it's very important. <laughs> not only is that wrong, that's very wrong. <laughs> the body is extremely important because your body houses the Holy Spirit of God. Guess what happens when your body houses the Holy Spirit of God? Your body becomes holy. Wow. <laughs> your body is holy to God. Your physical body. So, like I was saying before, don't talk bad about time. Don't talk bad about your body. It's holy to God not to engage in sexual immorality. The Bible is very clear about that. That's not what the body's for, because that's what the world does with the body, because the world is extremely confused about everything, including the body. But your body is holy unto God, housed by the Spirit. So when I am recollecting, I recollect on these things the fact of where I am. I'm in him and he's in me. The fact that my body houses the Holy Spirit, the temple. It's a special place. So I go in. Where? Into my temple. And what do I do? I'm quiet. Where does it say? God is in his holy temple, walking around. And then it says, let the whole earth be silent. It's a holy place. This is what I recollect on. This is what I remember. Eyes open, eyes closed, it doesn't matter. This is what I remember. I think about that thought. I go in and my whole temple, spirit, soul, and body come into rest. What is it resting from? Outside activity. Resting from the soul, doing the things that we just read in Hebrews that the, the nation of Israel did. Because what's the soul like to do when it's all hopped up? Like I like to say, it complains a lot <laughs> about everything. <laughs> I don't want this man anymore. I don't like Joe Biden. <laughs> it complains. It's such a complainer, right? Because it's not in the rest. It's out of joint. It needs an adjustment, a spiritual adjustment. Go to the spiritual chiropractor and get yourself adjusted. So recollection's a simple thing. It's just remembering you recollect on a place you've been before. You're in him. I don't remember remembering. That's the spirit. You see? <laughs> your soul doesn't remember, but your spirit does. So now you're making your soul recollect by moving in the spirit into that place within the temple where you're quiet. Because who are you with? You're with your beloved. And he is with you. And that's that place of oneness and union that we have with him in the temple, in him. This is where you learn. Remember how he said, I didn't come to you. He said he brought secrets, right? But now with speeches. What? How does that work? By activation. Paul's saying, I'm coming. I came to you. I shared all these secrets of God with you. But I didn't do it through, through speeches. What? <laughs> Well, how did that happen then? In the spirit. 
demonstration of the Spirit. They knew, even when Peter was in prison and he got let out by the angel, and him and the angel are, you know, coming back and he knocks on the door and they're having a prayer meeting praying for Peter. And the little girl goes to the door. I don't know if she's little, but the, the one daughter goes to the door, looks out the door and she's like, ah, that looks like Peter. Peter's here. Goes and runs back in and tells everybody, hey, Peter's here. Oh, no, it's probably not. It's probably just his angel. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting where they saw so many angels that when the actual person was there, they thought it was the angel? That doesn't sound common nowadays, but it was then. Why is that? Because we're not being taught through words of wisdom. We're being, we're, they weren't being taught through just words of man's wisdom. They were taught through power, experience in the spirit. This is why it's important to recollect. If you don't start in the right place, you won't go the right place. If your starting position is wrong, you're not going to be headed in the right direction. So if our heart is set on just gathering more of men's knowledge, we won't ever reach that place in the spirit because we're, we've started in the soul. Don't stay in the soul. Go back into the spirit. Let God lead you. Listen, he'll give you a vision. He'll give you a dream. He'll give you an experience that men would say, that's foolish, Jamin. That's foolish. You can't be, that's bad pizza. That's, uh, you must have been watching too many movies. You have an active imagination, don't you, young man? Well, guess what? I'm having encounters with Jesus. He is actually instructing me in these things through visual experiences. Don't listen to the people who don't know yet. The, everybody, will, everybody will get it eventually, trust me. <laughs> so, so don't worry about where everybody else is. But don't let whatever, what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is saying affect what God is doing in you. Because it is going to go against the flow of the world. Because it's not from the world. It's from heaven. So just stay connected and recollect into what God has shown you. And you'll notice that those voices from the world get dimmer because you're not listening to them anymore. Those, those voices that say you can't have experiences in the spirit, you can only have natural experiences. There's, there's a nat it's only natural. Everything is natural. Where, where you're actually having encounters with Jesus, you're experiencing his love, you're experiencing his peace, you're experiencing his rest. Don't let men's words of wisdom come and try to take that away from you just because they sound convincing. The Apostle Paul didn't come and try to convince people with words of men's wisdom. He said it right here. He said, I'm using the, the, the power, the experience that you're having. These experiences you're having with Jesus are instructing you. They're teaching you. So it's not words of men, it's words from heaven. Because in heaven they teach, okay? There's a lot of teaching that goes on in heaven. I, I've been there, and I've seen firsthand. There's a lot. It's a lot of teaching. It's for those that want to be taught these things. Some people are like, well, I would rather just do it. Well, guess what? There's a lot of doing for you. <laughs> However you're learning, that's how you're being taught. You know what I'm saying? He knows you. He knows how to teach you. He knows how to get messages through to you. It's not, it's not difficult, but he doesn't use men's wisdom to do it. Exactly. You come in, right, into that recollection. You come to, come to me, and I will give you rest, you said. So you come, you're coming into him. So where is he? He's in you.
right? So you come into that place in the temple and you come into that place of rest and in that place of rest, you, you, are, you are aware of him. So again, what we're doing is we're becoming conscious of his presence, conscious of him around us, conscious of him in us, and conscious of our place in union with him. And that, even just that thought, now you can do frequency, you know, 528 hertz, you can do these different frequencies, you can do oils, you can do different things to kind of building that environment in the natural realm, but it's, you can also just go right in into that place of rest. You can be in a place where all the frequencies are off. <laughs> Welcome to the world. Everything is off, and you can be right at peace in the rest. Jesus was in literally a demonic storm in a boat, okay, that was about to sink, and he was in a trance, in union with, with the Father, just in fellowship with him. Zero impact. Zero. <laughs> so again, our outside does not dictate the inside. Not to say that the outside, you know, we know what the frequencies are and we know how to engage with them. But again, starting position is oneness. Starting position is I'm in him and he's in me. Starting position is, is that what Christ has done in me is a complete work. I do not add to that. I live out of my completeness in him. And then sometimes people say, well, Jamin, if you teach people this, there is a ton of stuff that we do in churches all the time that people would not want to do anymore. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It was not necessary. You can have nostalgia. It's fine. I have nostalgia. It's okay. It's nostalgic, but it's not part of my, my actual. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we didn't ever have to do. It's true. Was it fun? Yeah. But you know what a lot of it was centered around? Fellowship. And fellowship is great. Fellowship is great. But it's not union with Christ. So we're learning. It's okay. We're learning. It's all good. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you probably would have never done. But it was never your relationship with God anyway. It was just stuff that you did. You know, we used to do organ music, you know, and sing hymns with an organ. But people don't like organ anymore. And we did piano. People don't like that anymore. We have guitars. People don't like that anymore. We got lights. And sound. People don't like that anymore. I say we go with dance music and just be done with it, right? Techno. Techno worship. I really felt like that was going to be the future of techno worship. I really did. I think it still might be. We'll see. But, you know, people just did stuff because they enjoyed it. What do, what do we do things? God doesn't do anything that he doesn't enjoy. It says that in the Bible. Live out of the joy. Live out of the rest. Live out of the oneness. Yeah, but I got to do work. Well, live out of the, of the love and joy of God as you do the work. And watch how he transforms it. Look at Brother Lawrence. You know, I was reading him the other day. I think we might do a study on Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence, what did he say? Practice of the presence of God. He's washing dishes. He's doing whatever. And you know what? He, he was so, it's so funny listening to him because he's Catholic, right? So they, in some circles, they just feel like things are supposed to be miserable. And what was happening is, is everything that he was doing, he enjoyed. And he was having a hard time with that because he's like, I must be doing something wrong. Because he was loving everything he did because he was so aware of the presence of God. Everything he did was out of his oneness with him. So even when he's washing the dishes, he's doing that. And he's like, and then I found I was enjoying that too much. So I tried to do something different. He's like, but then I was enjoying that too. Like the joy of the Lord and the, and the, and the oneness and the, and the rest of God was such a part of his life that there was really nowhere he could go to be miserable. <laughs>
and he was trying to come to grips with this. And, and he thought maybe he was supposed to do And the Lord is like teaching him about the practice of the presence, where, where you're doing things out of your oneness with him and out of the joy that comes from, from the Lord. You know? And it's, it's a neat place. Listen, everything is a process here, guys. No one is like literally arrived but Christ himself. He is the, perf- the perfect one, right? But we are learning about where we've been brought and how this whole thing works. So yeah, you're going to have things where you have to recollect, recollect, remember, where am I? I'm in him, right? Remember, you know, in, even in a, in, a, in a place where it's like, just go in, go into that rest. They're going to try to pull you out. They always try to pull you out. Don't come out. Stay in the rest. Stay in the peace. They want, because you know what the enemy wants you to do? He wants you to battle him on his level. Do not battle him on his level. Look at Goliath, right? He goes after David. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you, right? Remember how he sat there? Boast, boast, boast. What's the whole point of the boasting? To pull you out. David's like, it's no problem. What did he say? You're uncircumcised, Philistine. You're ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't have a long argument with Goliath. <laughs> you don't need to argue with the devil. He's just going to go, yap, yap, blah, blah, blah. Right? That's all he does. He's just a yapper. Trying to bring you out. That frequency from the enemy tries to pull you out from union. But what did David do? What was David is a great example, too. What did he do? He's watching the sheep. He's playing his worship. He's in the spirit. He's just, here comes a lion. Here comes a lion. He's like, got the lion. Here comes a bear. Got the bear in the rest. Easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. We're yoked together with him. We're one spirit with the Lord. We can recollect any time. We can go in any time. This is a reminder message today. I know we teach this a bunch, but I felt like we need to be reminded. I'm in him. He's in me recollect, come back in, come into the temple, come into that rest. David did it. Abraham did it. Abraham meditating. Yahweh comes and meets him at, in the door of his tent. Where's your tent? Your body. I'm sure he had a tent in the natural, but he also has this tent. He met him at the door of his tent. Yahweh did, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, right there in his tent, in the door, talking to him. And then he came in and ate. Listen, this is all there in the Bible. You can see it. It's as clear as day. (laughs) Here he is. We're fellowshipping with Yahweh. We're eating with him. We're sitting with him. We're enjoying his presence, and he's enjoying our presence. That's what the whole point of this is all about. Okay. All right. That's it. I have a lot more other things to say, but I think that could wrap it up. Father, thank you for our oneness. Thank you for our recollecting into you. We recollect into you now. We remember. We see, you know, and you can visualize in your mind the cross maybe. Okay. You can visualize in your mind just Jesus. Maybe you've had a vision of Jesus. You've seen him. Just remember that.
recollecting on him. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this wonderful family in heaven and earth that we're brought into, that we're one. That the family in heaven and the family on earth, we're all one family in you. You are, you make us one. We're in Christ. All of those that we know here, we love them that are in different places all over this county, all over surrounding cities, surrounding states, and all over the world. We sit in that place of rest with them. We speak life into them. We encourage them today in the spirit. We encourage them to continue to walk with the king in the things that he has called them to. Hallelujah. We thank you for that today. We thank you for our oneness. And we thank you for opening up mysteries, secrets to our hearts so that we can know what you have done, your works established from the foundation of the world. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.